Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. him. Now let's get an example of it in real time. Here's Senator Mitt Romney, one of the first and only Republican voices to condemn the events of today as being on Trump's head. As a place of hope. And I saw the images being broadcast around the world and it breaks my heart. I have 25 grandchildren. Many of them were watching TV thinking about this building, whether their grandpa was okay. I knew I was okay. I must tell you as well, I was proud to serve with these men and women. This is an extraordinary group of people. I'm proud to be a member of the United States Senate and meet with people of integrity as we do here today. Now we gather. Let's talk about that integrity thing, Mitt Romney. Let's ask ourselves if that was a line of honesty or a line of expediency. To lift yourself up and the Senate up over Donald Trump. Tony Katz, everybody. Tony Katz today. That's the show. 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. As we go through this, remind yourself that Mitt Romney could be president right now if he had just committed to beating Barack Obama. But he didn't. He chose not to. And the people who sit in that Senate hated him and worked to destroy him. Harry Reid, while no longer in the Senate, lied about him on the floor of the Senate. Other members of Congress attacked him and his binders full of women, attacked his Mormon faith and his special underwear, did more to vilify and destroy him than Donald Trump ever said about him any day in his life or every day of his entire life. And now here's Mitt Romney to talk about how proud he is to work with these people who, when he ran for president, set him on fire. He said Russia was our biggest geopolitical foe. He got overrun by Candy Crowley, and now Democrats agree that Russia is the problem. And there's Mitt Romney to take a punch in the face and a punch in the face and a punch in the face to be loved. Now, let's get back to what he was saying. Due to a selfish man's injured pride, and the outrage of supporters who he has deliberately misinformed for the past two months and stirred to action this very morning. What happened here today was an insurrection incited by the President of the United States. Those who choose to continue to support his dangerous gambit by objecting to the results of a legitimate democratic election will forever be seen as being complicit in an unprecedented attack against our democracy. And isn't that the thing you worry about, Mitt? You worry about being seen as a bad guy where people won't like you and invite you to Christmas parties. If the people who entered the Capitol building are guilty of an insurrection, if that was a riot, if that was an assault, that's equal to saying, hey, we have this system by which we can challenge the electors. Pennsylvania's a big hot mess. I'd like to challenge that. It's the same And the reason they shouldn't do it is because they will be seen by history as something you decide. Don't you get that all those people who you're lauding right now and fawning all over, over, they hate you and they hate them. They hate you if you challenge. They hate you if you don't challenge. 
And what they use is this idea with media as their backup of vilifying you and destroying you for saying, hey, I think there's a problem here. Oh, are you acting up? We'll have to take you down. Mitt Romney's a grown-ass man and he doesn't know this. Mitt Romney has been through the ringer and he doesn't know this. But Mitt Romney is desperate to be loved. And Mitt Romney is willing to look at other grown men and grown women and say, don't step out of line. When you don't step out of line, you get cookies. I like cookies, not with coffee, because I don't drink coffee, but cookies are good. Don't tell my wife. And Mitt Romney wasn't done, because what he needed, what he was yearning for, he was finally able to achieve, which is their applause. Fairly or not, they'll be remembered for their role in this shameful episode in American history. That will be their legacy. I salute Senator Langford and Leffler and Braun and Danes, and I'm sure others, who in the light of today's outrage have withdrawn their objection. Now, we got to come back to that because there were senators who after what happened, after people uh, uh, breaching the Capitol, they decided they're not going to challenge, one of them being my senator, Indiana Senator Mike Braun. I'll get into that. (laughs) Oh, oh, it's going to be a good time. But listen for the moment Mitt Romney's been waiting for for eight years. For any who remain insistent on an audit in order to satisfy the many people who believe that the election was stolen... I'd offer this perspective. No congressional audit is ever going to convince these voters, particularly when the president will continue to say that the election was stolen. The best way we can show respect for the voters who are upset is by telling them the truth. And they even stand up to applaud. Mitt Romney and oh is he soaking it in and they start tweeting out this moment made me weep Romney 2024 I'm a Democrat but I don't care he's standing up for what's right what is it like to be loved no wrong thing I know what it's like to be loved what is it like to be so desperate to be loved much better what is it like to need to be loved so So great. That's his moment. He finally figured out what it's like to be loved as that applause is just washing all over him. That's who he is. The best way to respect your voters is for their elected officials to listen to them and to go through the process. Challenges were not the end of days, Mitt Romney. What are you talking about? You cannot have it both ways. You cannot say that a challenge, the Constitution, the law as prescribed is is the insurrection and that people breaching the Capitol is the insurrection. Pick one. But you're so desperate for that applause from people who hate you that you didn't care who you threw under a bus or who you attacked, whether it be Republicans or whether it be other senators or whether it be the people. No, no, having respect for Mitt Romney is very, very difficult.
Very difficult. Because Mitt Romney will not understand that it doesn't matter what he says. It doesn't matter what he says. Um, in what happened yesterday, a woman died. Ashley Babbitt. A-S-H-L-I is how you spell her name. Uh, U.S. Air Force. She was in the Capitol. She was shot and killed. It seems like Capitol Police. And there is a guy by the name of Arthur Chu, C-H-U. He spent a lot of time on Jeopardy. It turns out if you do well on Jeopardy, you're probably a jerk in real life. Ken Jennings and this guy. Ashley Babbitt feeding the worms is one of the few good things that happened as a result of the Capitol protest. And if you feel the need to mourn her Nazi ass, it'll be easier for both of us if you unfollow me now. Oh, no, 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 he's, he's not done, Mitt. When a bullet goes through the fatty tumor a Nazi has in the space where a human being would have a brain, nothing is lost. A pile of meat that moved and spoke and acted like a person was made to stop moving and thus could no longer fool people into thinking it was one of them. A Nazi is the opposite of a person, and therefore our morality to them must be reversed. To hate them is to love, to harm them is to heal, to kill them is to bring life. Now, I have long said, first of all, stop using the Holocaust as a prop, you sick, twisted people. Learn how to have a conversation without, uh, you know, a crutch. Secondly... Antifa are the kind of people like, oh, punch a Nazi. They don't care. They don't know who you are. You look like some boom, punch. But does this guy not understand, does does Mitt Romney not understand that this is the way this guy feels about you? And there are many, many people in the same place, in the same vein? Look, Mitt Romney could say, I'm not challenging. That is a fine position to have. I may disagree with it, but it's a position, and it's okay. Tim Scott had that position. Tom Cotton had that position. Uh, Mike Lee had that position. They're entitled to. Uh, Todd Young of Indiana had that position. Ben Sass had that position, uh, although I didn't necessarily like Ben Sass's statement. All fine things to say. They have a different point of view, and we can deal with that as voters. But Mitt, Mitt Romney should understand that those people applauding you those Democrats applauding you are supported like by guys like this. And this guy thinks the same of you as he does of Ashley Babbitt. Now, did Ashley Babbitt put herself in a bad spot? I actually say yes. Deserve to die? I don't know anything who deserves to die, but put herself in a bad spot. A Nazi? Where do you think that language comes from? Who do you think actually pushes those kinds of conversations? Who is really pushing an insurrection? Or worse, it's happening all the way around, and maybe we need to take a breath, and maybe we need to call it out where it is. I've got more on this. I'm Tony Katz. Bitcoin over 40. Bitcoin over 40,000. That's just absolutely amazing. Amazing and amazing that I don't own enough of it. Tony Katz, Tony Katz, today it's good to be with you. Full disclosure, never ever take stock advice or any investing advice from me whatsoever. I have tiny little bits of um, 
crypto, right? I I don't have I don't have it. If if I did, I would I would absolutely uh, tell you that that I did. I don't. Uh, it's just amazing what's going on. And and the question is, uh, first, is, is there any you know boom or bust? I should say in 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 sight. Is there anything in sight that would make this go bust? Is this all because people are putting a hedge against what a Biden presidency is going to be and where the economy goes? And uh, is finally Bitcoin going to be something that is ubiquitous and utilized in purchases all over? You've got NFL players who now want to get paid in Bitcoin. We're going to see. And where do the other ones, uh, you know, the other crypto follow suit? Right, you've got Ethereum, which is up, uh, certainly. Then you've got the whole insanity with something called Ripple, XRP. Right, there, Ripple owns XRP, but XRP is its own uh, currency. And Ripple is being looked into by the SEC, the Security Exchange Commission, because they're arguing you're 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 not a you know you don't think that you're playing as like a currency or as a stock. It looks like to us you're playing as a stock, and so they're going after them. So that price dropped and now is up a little bit. Madness. Absolute madness what's going on in the world of crypto. Meanwhile, you take a look at the the, the numbers, right? And they expected over 800,000 unemployment claims. I think it was 781,000 that they got. Bit of good news. I I don't mind a bit of good news in this way. I'm only hoping that it continues this way, that the unemployment claims are less and less. That only happens if we are open, right? That's the only way that happens. It's the only way it comes together. If we're open, if businesses can be in business, well, then we're on to something. Now, aren't we? If we're telling businesses they can't open, if we're continuing shutdowns and lockdowns and all these kinds of things, we have we have no shot. You take a look at what's going on in Japan. Uh, they're looking at a new strain of coronavirus. They're considering lockdowns again. The UK is already locking down for another month. What is the what is the comeback rate? How how long does that take? And not only do we have it on the economic side, we have it, of course, on the education side. The more people I speak to, and yeah, sure, this is anecdotal, but maybe it matches up with things going on in your life. The more people I speak to, the more they'll tell me or they they mention or things get mentioned about how they're really worried about their kids, younger kids, middle school age, high school age, because they're missing basically a full year now of school. They've been virtual, like places like California and other places, and they, they haven't been in school and how do you make that up? And how about the fact that they have not been around friends and how is this going to affect how they uh, interact, their, their social world? You know, people used to worry about, oh, homeschooling. What about the socialization of the child? Hmm? It's kind of like child abuse. Hmm? Here we are. And people are having legitimate worries about what happens. I am convinced. I'm... I'm I gladly uh, tell tell uh, my kids uh, have a sleepover. It's okay by me. If it's okay by their parents, it's absolutely positively okay by me. No question about it. Go see your friends. 
do that. Do that immediately, if not sooner. It's all I can ask you to do. All I want you to do. Every last bit of it. Hang out. Have fun. It's good for you. This was ABC News. As we've been talking about what happened yesterday on the Capitol, I want to hear from you. What do you think? Was this uh, Donald Trump, uh, you know, instigating a riot? Was this people who have just been frustrated? Uh, is, is do, do you think it was? You know, one, one of the big things, I, you know, I put this on Twitter. And, oh, my gosh. My fault. My fault went to Twitter. Shame on me. Has anyone done an interview with those who entered the Capitol? Actual Trump supporters, BLM, Antifa people, others? Who are these people? America needs to know, reporter class. Stop clutching your pearls and get us answers. And people are like, you're a reporter. Why don't you know? Well, I'm not there. And by the way, commentary, not a reporter. And I think you should respect reporters, so that's what I was doing. You're the ones telling us how important you are. Go get us the answer, please. And by the way, should we think that somehow because someone's wearing a Trump hat that they're 100% a Trump supporter? Or could they have been lying? I've seen where people claim to be Black Lives Matter, but they're not. There are videos out there of people who are, are, are protesting, saying, hey, don't destroy that. Hey, don't do that damage, because they know it's going to make them look bad, and they don't want it. So why would I learned from that? Why would I think that everything's on the up and up? These people are stunned. They have no life experience whatsoever, but they love like getting angry on social media like they're somebody. It's adorable. I want to know who these people are. Now, what I've learned is, well, there's, these are Trump supporters in a lot of ways. Some of these people could have been from somewhere else, but uh, Trump supporters. That, that's, that's absolutely true, and I'll explain to you why. But this piece from in, over at ABC News, The Take with Rick Klein... Cleansing the movement he commands, meaning Donald Trump, or getting rid of what he represents to so many Americans is going to be something else. Did he just talk about cleansing Americans? Yeah, there, there's, there's language that I didn't think we used anymore, and I'm pretty sure cleansing is one of them. It's one of those things you can kind of say, whoo, but they're the loving, kind, decent people. I'm Tony Katz. So according to the rumor mill, Nancy Pelosi is supposed to be having a press conference. Haven't seen it yet. If uh, if she does it, we will bring it to you. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. 833, got Tony. 833-468-8669. There are more things happening than uh, what is going on in Washington DC. Uh, like, for example, this, where a Minnesota man pulled a gun at a gym manager over maskless members. Right? That makes perfect sense. Rational thing to do. Michael Florhaug was arrested following the incident at LA Fitness. He was going to, he said, the, the assistant manager thought this guy was going to shoot members without masks. He was complaining that people are exercising without a mask. How wrong this is. Confronted a desk employee. 
The employee says, hey, we don't have the authority to enforce the mask mandate. So this guy was like, hmm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it upon myself. The act of sedition, am I right? Oh, we're going to apply this every single way. A guy was like, you're not following the law to my satisfaction. So instead of leaving, or instead of, I don't know, maybe calling the police if you chose, that was the way uh, to go. Instead, what you do is you pull a gun on people, demand they put on a mask. He's crazy. Rational as can be. Just as rational as new U.S. dietary guidelines. You see, a guy acting like the dang fool. All right, he's dangerous. And one should uh, ask, and and I'm wondering, did he have a gun on him? No, had the gun. Had the gun. Pointed the gun at people. I want to know if he had the gun legally. Right? That's always a good question. And then this guy should never be allowed a gun again. I'm a Second Amendment guy. By the way, I wonder how much gun sales are up today because of what happened yesterday. Right? If you have a gun store... Uh, 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669, or Parlor Tony Katz, Twitter Tony Katz, uh, are, are sales up. And um, uh, do, do you happen to have, can, can, I, can, I, can I do a little shopping while I'm, I'm doing uh, the show? Uh, if you've got a SIG MPX, uh, I, w- I would like to be on the list. That's under $2,000, please? That would be a great, willing to do it in trade. Bitcoin. You know, uh, I'll, I'll pay it in Bitcoin. I'm more than happy. To pay it in, in, in Bitcoin. Be be totally, totally fine uh, to do that. I'm just curious if gun sales are up today or if you've gotten more calls. I'm very curious to know that. This is dietary guidelines. This story has me more bothered. The U.S. government guidelines say that you should say no to giving children under the age of two candy, cake, or ice cream. Now, for those of you who have kids... Isn't like that traditional one-year-old thing to do is like give them the cupcake or give them the slice of cake and watch them put their whole face in it, right? And they make the mess. You take the pictures. You're like, okay, we can't do that again. But you got to do the one. You got to have the photos of you know the one. Maybe maybe it's a two years old, something like that. Of course you do that. But I gotta wonder who is feeding their kid. And and I would I would argue that I, I didn't do this with my kids. Just feeding them ice cream. A lick of ice cream, a taste of ice cream, sure, but it, here's, here's a bowl, Junior. I don't know who's doing that. I don't know where that's, that's happening in, in, in society. But should this be a guideline from the government? Everyone should limit their added sugar intake to less than 6% of calories, and men should limit alcohol to one drink per day while Ari's out. Producer Ari, I don't even know how you survive. There is certainly an argument to be made about the amount of sugar that is ingested. And when you see kids having these diabetic issues, there's a lot to be said for, for diet. And a lot of this certainly is, is cultural, and, and some of it you could argue is financial. But certainly in the end, you're making choices about what you put into your mouth. And if you can head to a local convenience store and get a Slurpee and you're feeding your 8-year-old a Slurpee, uh, I don't know, not for a birthday treat, but, you know, twice a month, or three times a month, or four times a month, you may actually have a problem. There, there, I, uh, every now and again, do a soda. Uh, Diet Coke or Coke Zero is really what what I like. Uh, my kids do not. 
My kids did not grow up with soda. My kids did not grow up with juice. Like orange juice? No orange juice, no apple juice. That was a rare, rare treat. Orange juice is not fine. Orange juice is an empty calorie. It's all sugar. The orange. Vitamins. The orange with fiber and those vitamins makes perfect sense. But the, uh, you know, the, that, that fruit. But the idea of just the juice. The idea of just the juice. Hold on a second. <laughs> I had someone text me. I got you covered on the Sig MPX. Do you know what a Sig MPX is? Uh, it sounds like a cigarette. It, it is not. So, so Sig is Sig is Sig Sour, right? And full disclosure, that's my carry weapon, right? Uh, I I carry a a Sig three sixty five, and I used to carry a Smith and Wesson uh, M and P Performance Center nine millimeter. Uh, I wanted something that had um, more capacity, so I went with the Sig Sour. It's lighter. It's smaller for me. Much better option. Big guy. It was easier to carry outside the waistband or inside the waistband. It was an easier thing to do. Well, uh, the MPX is this. I don't. I'm gonna say it wrong, and I don't want anybody to get mad at me. Right? I'm gonna say it wrong. So it's 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 a uh, semi-automatic, and it it looks like. Like a really beefed up nine millimeter, and actually that's the caliber. It's a not. It, it shoots nine millimeter. That's what makes it so interesting because you can have one ammunition to cover these couple different types of things. But what it does, I like it because I think it just gives you really good control. It's you, you got the stock, you can put it in there. You you've got both hands on it, and it works close quarters, right? It's not this big long thing like your AR-15, which I guess you can move and maneuver around. I just love the way it feels and it looks. I've only like held it once, and I've still like thinking about it, just very, very cool. It's a three and a half inch uh, barrel length uh, on this. Just cool as can be. Overall length is 14 and a half inches, right? That's, that's, that's right in there. That's nice and tight and ready to, ready to work. I've heard some people refer to it as a door kicker. I'm like, okay, you're, you're, you're way out of my league there. Remember, I'm a second amendment guy. There is where I can engage. I am not a gun guy. That's for other people, right? There are people who can talk it all the People do that with me, and my eyes glaze over. I'm like, I, I'm sorry. I can't, I can't go along, right? I can explain the things about me, right, and what I've done and why um, I, I'm, I'm engaged, right? That much is, 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 is for sure. That much is for sure why I carry certain things, but I can't get detailed. It's just, it's, it's more than my brain can take. But I've been looking for one. I have been looking for one. What I'm not looking for is the government to tell me how to feed my kids. I'm not looking for government to tell me how to feed my kids. It's just not what I need from them in any way, shape, or form. Meanwhile, the resignations are going on in Washington. Add Elaine Chow to the list. That story's coming up. I'm Tony Katz. Resignations. That is the name of the game for people associated with the Trump administration. The latest, Elaine Chow, Secretary of Transportation. Yesterday, our country experienced a traumatic and entirely avoidable event as supporters of the president stormed the Capitol building following a rally he addressed 
As I'm sure is the case with many of you, it has deeply troubled me in a way that I simply cannot set aside. Today, I'm announcing my resignation as U.S. Secretary of Transportation to take effect on Monday, January 11th, 2020. We will help my announced successor, Mayor Pete Buttigieg, with taking on the responsibility of running this wonderful department. With all good wishes to each one of you, sincerely, Elaine, Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. Yeah, man, people have been saying, we're, we're done here. Mick Mulvaney was one of those people. You have a lot of uh, um, secretaries, like like uh, press secretary kind of people here, there, and everywhere, undersecretaries, deputies, things like that. Some people are saying, okay, we're, we're, we're done with, with, with the money here. We're done with raising money, but it's going to be regarding Trump. It's not going to be regarding other people. This leads us into a conversation of Trump and his legacy, right? And what becomes of this and how much is a virtue signaling conversation. And I think for a bunch of people on the political right who certainly disagree with what happened yesterday, I'm one of those people. It's always a question of, is there anything that the left could do that could make people stand up and say, yeah, I got to quit? Probably. Ilhan Omar is an anti-Semite and the staff stays with her? Right? I mean, that, that, that's what happens. Katie Hill was naked in her office brushing the hair of another woman and people think that she shouldn't have had to resign. It was just all this big cabal against her because people are afraid of somebody who's, what is it, bisexual, polyamorous, whatever the case may be. No one's afraid. People pay good money for that. You have terrible judgment and you had to go. There's the story. But no one in her staff was like, this is terrible. I have to leave. They didn't leave. That's fascinating to me. That is, that is shocking. The people are leaving now, not shocking. There's, there's nothing to lose. I mean, let's be clear. There's a fair amount of virtue signaling and all that. Now, there may be some people who are really like, you know what? All right, we're done. We're done. I can't be around this anymore. There have been moments where I've done that. Like, okay, I can't be around this anymore. I've dropped friends. I've dropped people who are even acquaintances. I've seen their actions. I'm like, oh, I'm done here. I can't be around you any longer. So... Of course, it's possible. When it's political, it's an interesting question. Could Elaine Chow have decided now is the time, as some people have posited, because there's a conversation on the 25th Amendment? There's a conversation about removing President Trump from power and letting Mike Pence be uh, the shortest serving president in the history uh, of the country, right? That, that's, that's what would be. Right? William Henry Harrison was the shortest. Uh, we said Zachary Taylor earlier. Was, that was not. He is the third shortest. William Henry Harrison is, is, is the shortest. Right? He would so, well, could you have uh, President Pence for 10 days? I guess everything's possible. I'm not necessarily seeing it, but right now, I don't know what there is to see. I don't know where is to get a good read on things. I go back to yesterday, and I think that people will go back to it, hopefully, as an examination of what leads people to this moment. And if we are going to be people that excuse one and not the other, I don't want to excuse either. I don't want to excuse Antifa. I don't want to excuse uh, Black Lives Matter of violence, right? I don't want to excuse either one of those things. I'm not going to excuse what happened yesterday. Not going to do it. 
You know, I'd ask the question, who are these people? Well, you learn fair amount of Trump supporters. Not who... I've been on the political right all my life. I'm not about to change that. But, man, that isn't the way we do things. So what is it that's happened? That's where the examination has to be. But it seems to me that the political left will have no examination. There certainly won't be any virtue signaling. None. They won't learn. They'll continue to condone violence and riots from the political left. Me, I want to learn how we got to the spot. Well, Tony, haven't you been paying attention? Trump has. Anger is real. But this wasn't the amassed group of people in D.C. This was some people. And some of them, absolutely Trump supporters. Not even a conversation. It was a conversation yesterday when I asked, who are these people? We see. And we're going to now take this and we're going to paint everybody who supported Trump. Oh, they shouldn't be allowed to work. Oh, they shouldn't be allowed to have a job. For asking the question on social media, there are people who want to uh, who want to have me fired. Ain't that something? Ain't that something? Instead of saying, hey, Tony, here's what we know. Hey, Tony, here's what I found out. Instead of, you know, kind of like saying, hey, Tony, man, here, look, look at this. And some people have. You know what I've done? I've shared it. Andy No, uh, the journalist, last name spelled N-G-O. This is a guy who has intimate dealings with Black Lives Matter, intimate dealings with Antifa, who has been hit with the, uh, the uh, concrete milkshake, right? That's where they milkshake you, but they use dried cement, they throw it on you, so it's, it could really damage you. Now, he was in London, but he says, look, this doesn't even match their tactics. They're not smart enough to do this. They don't usually get this coordinated. Right? They, they, so I don't think this is Black Lives Matter. You know what I did? I shared that out. I put it out on, on, on Facebook. Ah, oh, it doesn't. People don't care. It's social media. How could we destroy? Don't you, don't you see that the, the hypocrisy is so great? So great. So vicious. So massive. You can't even ask a question. All you can do is sit quietly and do what you're told, and that's the only way you survive. It's the only way that the, that the, the, the throngs, that the, the, the cancel culture class doesn't come after you. But don't, don't look at them awkward. Please, these people can come after me all they want. I'm being asked on, uh, on Twitter, at what point do we have to look at the possibility of the United States dissolving between a conservative and a progressive state? Well, I mean, that, that conversation's happened, right? Right? There have been people who have drawn the, 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 the map. My, my brother, the good Dr. Katz, is one of these people. Give them uh, the West Coast down to San Diego. They don't get San Diego or Pendleton. Right? And give them the East Coast down to, uh, down to Virginia. Right? We'll take the rest. Oh, they can also have Illinois screw them. Oh, uh, no, Cook County. The rest of Illinois is cool. Canada can have all of that. That can all become Canada. We'll take the rest. But we're putting up massive fences, people. Giant fences. They will be digging under them in less than two years. Ah, no, no, they've got a lot of syrup to eat. But they should go be happy. Go be happy if that's what you want. One of the problems that I see is that I don't see where, uh, in, in, in the short term, things heal up. I don't, I don't, I don't see it. 
The desire for destruction is so great. That's, that is the problem. If Nancy Pelosi has the presser, we'll share it with you. This is Tony Katz today. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio.